Father, we love you. Thank you for who you are. Lord, we're committed to praising you because you deserve it. Father, and we ask now that you speak to our hearts and say what you want to say. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Give God a big, huge round of applause. Come on, give God a better hand than that. To all of our first, those of you who are worshiping with us for the first time, all of our online guests and our television audience, I want to tell you welcome to Community Church. Let's give all of our first-time guests, online audience and TV audience a hand. Amen. How y'all doing this morning? Y'all good? Good, good, good. So let me let me tell you what we're doing, uh, just in case you don't know. We are in a series called You Asked For It, and it's based on the questions that you asked us to talk about uh, when we took the survey at Easter. And the top two things that you asked us to talk about were money and relationships. And so right now, we are talking about finances and how God says that you should handle your uh, finances. And I told you last week that most of us already know what God says about tithing. Raise your hand in here. Thank you, Sid. Raise your hand in here if you grew up in church and you have heard multiple, numerous, a plethora of messages on tithing. Come on. See that? <laughs> All of us, right? Most of us, I should say. Right? We know. But I told you last week that the Bible has way more to say about money than just tithing. There are over 2,500 verses in the Bible on money. Not just tithing, but how God says to handle your what? Money. I also told you that Proverbs 22 and 7 says this, that the rich rule over the what? Come on, pull it up. The rich rule over the what? And the borrower is a what? Slave. Slave to who? The lender. lender, Which means that to the degree that I am in debt is the degree to which I am a slave to the person or the people I borrowed the money from. Watch this. I'm going to make it make sense to you. You ready? You won't hear people say, I am a slave. But what you will hear people say is, I can't afford it. What you will hear people say is, I wish I could. But I what? I wish I could go on vacation. But I what? I wish I could give more to the Lord. But I what? But I won't. (laughs) If we're just going to tell the truth about it. Won't say I'm a slave, but they'll say, I can't. And what we're really saying is, I can't. Why? Because I have this yoke on my neck. I got a certain amount that I have to pay every single what? Man, I wish I could take a couple of days off. 
but I was. I wish I could get me some rest. I'm so tired of working these four jobs. I wish my life was different. But I can't. Now watch this. I want you to understand something. You ready? Matthew 6, 24 is what Jesus says. He says, no one can serve two what? Either you will hate the and love the what? Or you will be devoted to the what? And despise what? Watch this. You cannot serve both God and what? Now go back to Proverbs 22 and 7. I'm going to show you this. You ready? Go back to Proverbs 22 and 7. It says, the rich rule over the what? And the borrower is a what? To who? Another verse says, is a servant to the lender. And then you pick it up in Matthew 6, 24. And the problem with that is that Jesus said, you cannot serve both God and what? So when we are in a lot of debt, it creates a problem because now we can't serve God like we want to serve who? Why? Because I, I got this amount that I got to make. That's not my money. But I got to make it for the people who I borrowed it from. I don't control it. It controls me. And I don't have a choice as to whether or not I'm going to go get it. And I'm not getting it for me. So if God lays upon my heart, Pastor Gino, that he wants me to do something else with it, I can't because it ain't mine. So now the debt that I am in is interfering with my ability to do what I want to do for the Lord. You getting it? Well, Pastor, are you saying that debt is sin? No. Are you saying that we're wrong when we go into debt? No, it's not what I'm saying. And God never said that. But what I am saying is that debt is a problem if you have too much of it. And what I am saying is have as little of it as possible. And when you have it, what I am saying is, sorry, get rid of it as soon as you what? Listen, do whatever you have to do to get rid of it and do whatever you have to do to stay out of it. Yeah. Am I making sense to you? Yeah. Why? Because not only does it make you a slave, but it gets in the way of your ability to do what you want to do for God. I'm about to prove it to you. You ready? Some of you have said to yourself, when you saw a need, heard a need, or God showed you a need, you said to yourself, man, I wish I could meet that need. But I can't do it. Why? I'm enslaved. I cannot afford it. 
because I got too much death. Am I making sense? When God purposes you, he burdens you with what he purposed you for. Usually a vision for your life is revealed to you by something that you cannot get rid of. So God shows you something that shouldn't be. And the reason why he shows you something that shouldn't be is because he wants you to do something about it. And the way you know that he wants you to do something about what he showed you is if you can't shake it. You can't get rid of it. It won't leave your mind. It burdens your heart. You wake up with it and you go to bed with it. You go, you, you're at your job and you're daydreaming about it. And it's usually an injustice. It's usually uh, uh, a need. It's usually something that is going to help other people and advance the kingdom of God. And the way he reveals a vision for your life, a burden, something he wants you to do, is by making it a burden upon you. Why in the world does he do that, Pastor? Here's the reason why he do it, because he knows you. And he knows that chances are you have your own vision for your life. You have your own ideas of what your life should look like. You have your own preconceived notions about the situation that he showed you. And you have every excuse in the world as to why you don't want to do what he showed you to do and why you don't want to meet the need that he showed you to meet. So God says, what I'm going to do is I am going to sit this on your mind. I'm not going to let you shake it. I'm not going to let you get rid of it. I'm not, you are not going to be able to sleep because of this. And every excuse, the excuses you make will not allow you to shake what I'm burdening you with. The busyness of your life will not allow you to get rid of what I've purposed you for. My vision for, your vision for your life will not allow you to get rid of my vision for your life. You will pursue your vision and even if you have success in it, you will not have peace because of it. I ain't gonna let it leave you. Now watch what Romans 12, 6 says. It says, we have different gifts. It's talking about spiritual gifts. It says, give me Romans 12, 6, please. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Now watch this. I'm going to put a parenthetical pause right there. Watch this. First thing I want to tell you is that whatever gifts you have, you've been graced with it. Yeah. I want you to understand this. Yeah. The fact that you've been graced with it means that you've been given that gift and it has nothing to do with you. So you have no room for pride. You have no room to be puffed up. 
you have no room to think that your gifting is in any way, shape, or form because of you. The only reason you have the gift that you have is because of God's grace. Yeah. Look at what it says. It says we have different what? And they are according to the what? Grace given to us. I have been graced with a gift of singing. I wasn't saying me. It was an illustration. And y'all ain't right. It's killing my confidence. I ain't got to worry about being proud hanging around y'all. I have been graced with the gift of teaching. I, look, look y'all going, yeah, yeah, okay. Now you're, yeah. now you're teaching. It's, the devil was using you a little while ago. Whatever your gift is, you've been given that gift because of God's word. Because of his grace, man. Watch this. He says, and he's given a gift to who? All of us have been graced with a gift. Well, Pastor, how come I don't know mine? Chances are you do, but you're running from it. It's that thing that God's burdened your heart with. It's that thing that you can't shake. It's that opportunity that keeps presenting itself. And you keep saying, no, I can't see myself doing that. I don't want to do it. You know what my excuse was? I don't want to do that because my daddy did it and his daddy before him did it. And I see how these people handle preachers. <laughs> no, Lord. <laughs> but he would not let me shake it. Wouldn't let me get rid of it. And I'll tell you, the day that I surrendered to it was the best day of my life. He says, I've given a gift to each of you. And what you don't realize is it's going to fulfill you more than money ever could. It's going to bless you more than whatever you run into ever could. Watch this. And if your gift is prophesying, there it is, then what you ought to do is go ahead and what? Watch this. And if you're in accordance with your what? And if your gift is serving, then guess what you ought to do? And if it is teaching, then what? Somebody say, go on, teach, pastor. Watch this. If it is to encourage, then guess what you ought to do? And then, if your gift is what? See, the reason why when a need comes up, you get a burden for the need and you can't shake it is because you got a gift that you're not operating in. It's called the gift of giving. But the reason why you're not operating in is because you're not prepared to. Yeah. 
And just like everybody else has to prepare for their gifts, you have to prepare for yours. You see, it's not enough that I just had the gift of teaching. I had to go into a season of preparation. Listen to me. Any vision has a season of preparation. And for many of us, where we keep bumping our head is you get the vision and go. And when somebody tells you that you need to prepare, you they trying to stop what God trying to do in my life. <laughs> Ooh, they trying to help you. Yeah. This is what my dad told me. I preached my first sermon. And, and there were some people who accused me of lying because they said, ain't no way in the world that was your first sermon. It's like, no, really, that was my first sermon. And then, like, my daddy checked me. He was like, Nate, listen to me, boy. And I wanted to say, I'm a grown man, dog. <laughs> but the way his parenthood set up, <laughs> they got a nice way in the hard way. <laughs> you ain't want the hard way. He said, let me tell you something, boy. He said, number one, you gifted. He said, but number two, don't listen to your own press. I said, what you mean, that? He said, because people who like you going to lie to you. And they're going to tell you stuff like that was awesome when you know in your heart of hearts that was horrible. He said, number two, don't rely on your gifting alone. I said, what you mean by that? He said, prepare for what God wants to do through your gift. Go to school. Learn everything you can learn about it. And be committed to learning everything you can learn about it. Prepare. Get ready for what God wants to do through your gift. Watch this. When it comes to this gift of giving, some of us have it, but we're not prepared to use it. Pastor, how in the world do I prepare for a gift of giving? Number one, by making room to give. Get out of debt. Come out of the yoke of slavery. Create margin in your finances so that when the Lord says go, you can what? And when the Lord says give, you can what? And you don't have to worry about what's not going to get paid because you obeyed the Lord. Am I making sense? You got to prepare for it. You got to get ready for it. You got to line yourself up for it. Some of you have this gift, but you can't use it. And you feel bad about it. You hate it. Our harvest offering. Our goal for this campus for harvest offering, come on, put it up there. Harvest offering. Harvest. <laughs> harvest? But no harvest. All right. Our goal for harvest offering for this campus was $100,000. We pledged, I want to say, we pledged 70000 What actually came in was how much, Gino? 
pledged 73,000 and what we've collected is 61,000 for our harvest. That's a good place to give God a hand. Amen. What have we done with the money? You see it. We paint it. All the whole entire building. Uh, we have new technology, new lighting. You notice I wasn't able to, you notice I was always teaching from up here. And then those of you who are here prior to the pandemic, you know that on Wednesday nights, I would come down and teach from the what? Why? Because I love teaching from the what? But we didn't have the proper lighting so that our online audience didn't get a horrible picture. But what we did because of your generosity is we upgraded our what? Light. And now I can teach from the what? I can let y'all smell my breath. <laughs> We've done all kinds of things. We made repairs to the kids' building. We've done all kinds of things. Give yourselves a hand for your generosity. Here's the other thing. There are some of you who wish you could have given more. But you couldn't. Why? Because of the debt that you have. There are some of you who wish you could have given, period. But you couldn't. Why? Because you got debt that you got to take care of. And had you not had so much to cover, had you not been in so much debt, then you could be as generous as you desire to be with the Lord. See, here's what I believe. I believe that for some of us, we have this gift. We've been gifted with generous spirits. We have what the Apostle Paul called the gift of giving. And it bothers us when we can't do it. Watch this. But just like a lot of other areas, we're not operating in our gifting and the reason why we're not operating in our gifting is because we're not prepared to. And the reason why we're not prepared to is because we have not been taught how to. And I never want to be the kind of pastor that tells you to do something and don't tell you how to get it done. I, I, I never want to be the kind of pastor who beat you up about what you have not done and I hadn't freed you up to do it. Now watch this. There was a time when debt was not a problem for most people. You realize that prior to the Great Depression, only 2% of all mortgages, of all houses, had mortgages on them. 2% of all houses had mortgages. Fast forward 40 years, and 40 years later, only 2% of all houses did not have mortgages on them. So you went from 98% of houses without mortgages to 98% of houses with mortgages. See, listen, there was a time where if you couldn't pay for it cash, guess what? Look how millennials looking at me like, what? You, no, really, you did not buy it. And now we're in this place where you can finance anything. Anything. You can finance cars. You, you, you can finance appliances. You can finance clothes. 
couple months ago, I was on. I, I went online. I do all my shopping online now. Yeah. You find that shoes, shoes. I went to buy some shoes, and the thing popped up that said five dollars a month <laughs> for shoes. <laughs> and then somebody told me that you can finance hair. That's what we doing? <laughs> Y'all financing the Queen Remy version. <laughs> Hair? Yeah. Somebody say you can finance dogs? Dogs? Y'all financing Benji? <laughs> Fido is financed, Miss Yvonne. Listen, please do not let Fido get repoed. Don't <laughs> Josh, don't have Fido on the back of the tow truck like <laughs> Fido done got repo. <laughs> they took the dog and the bark. <laughs> Finance anything. Listen, what's that about? Everybody wants a piece of what you got. Everybody wants you to be their slave. And if you don't learn to say no, if you don't learn to have what's called some self-control, you're going to walk right into the trap. I told you last week that what it's produced is a generation of pretenders. People who look financially healthy. Who look like we're doing well. Who look like we're prospering. And I'm going to say it again. They don't own the stuff. The stuff owns them. So pastor, how do we get out of it? How do we change it? Proverbs 25, 28. It says, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks what? You got to have some self-control. You got to have some self-control. What does that mean, Pastor? Well, it says a city whose walls are broken through. See, here's the deal. When you don't have self, cities had walls back then that protected them from attack. And what it's saying is, if, if, if you don't have self-control, you're a city without walls, so you are susceptible to attack. What kind of attack, pastor? Financial attack, when it comes to your money. What's an attack? The washer broke. Attack. The car broke down. Attack. The tire went flat. And now you feel forced to go get in what? And it's not because you don't have the money. It's because you don't have the self-control. I'm about to prove it to you. It's about to get messy. You ready? Do you really need 
a $4 cup of coffee every day. I warned you. Come on, somebody. I'm about to get real messy. Ladies, do you really have to have your nails done every week? I told you I was about to be messy. Look, at the last service, when I got on this part, my wife got up and walked out. I say, sit down. This is for you. The spirit is speaking. Receive it. Hold your hands up, girl. Do you really have to have a new dress for this wedding, too? Self, you got 150 pair of shoes. <laughs> she said, she said 151. If you're gonna be messy, be messy right. Self control. Fellas, do you have to have a new jersey? Why you can't wear last year's? He got traded, so? <laughs> you gonna get traded if you don't quit spending. <laughs> I told y'all I was about to be messy. Do you have to have the latest gadget? Self-control. Listen to me. Please hear me clearly. You cannot have everything you want right now. I'm going to say it again. You cannot have everything you want right what? Come on, I want you to say it. Make it personal. I cannot have everything I want right <laughs> y'all play too much I got him over there and I got somebody over here talking about 877 cash now don't make me quit teaching y'all done missed the whole lesson letting the devil use you <laughs> The other day I was watching TV and a commercial came on where this dude had a Taco Bell preacher in his living room. And Gino, I'm a visionary. I started envisioning my own restaurant in my house. And I'm serious, the wheels started to turn in. I wouldn't do Taco Bell, it make my stomach hurt. But I do Waffle House. <laughs> Miss Michelle, anytime I want to, I can have an all-star special with some scrambled eggs, cheese on the grits, with bacon and a plain waffle, and with a Sprite to wash it down. Anytime I want it. 
I'm down to my last kid. I'm about to have an empty room. Set me up a waffle. I see y'all judging me, but y'all will be by my house every day. But I got to have some self because that ain't good for my finances or my health. Look at my wife over there. Amen. Let me ask you this. What's your Waffle House? What's your Waffle House? What's, 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 what is it that is not good for your future health or your right now finances that you are not saying no to? You got to have some self. Quit going all them sales. Talking about I saved 20%. How much did you spend to say you could have saved 100 if you would have stayed? <laughs> Y'all ready? How much you spend on lunch? You really can't eat leftovers? I'll be rushing out the house. Get up earlier. Self. I'm about to save you $200 a month right now. You ready? Who wants to save $200 a month? Look, y'all like, uh uh, this is a trick. <laughs> I know this. You spend at least $10 a day on lunch. Five days a week, that's $50 a week times four is 200 bucks a month. You can't, where you gonna get lunch at unless you get a four for four? <laughs> Come on, somebody. Uh, for less than $10 a what? Now, watch this. You ready for this? Take that same ten dollars, go down there to Winn Dixie, and buy some bunny bread. And yes, I said bunny bread, not wheat bread. Listen, listen, I'm I'm your pastor. I'm trying to help you go to heaven. Nature's own is straight out the pit of hell. It's the devil's own. It's got to be bunny bread. Buy you a pound of meat. That's going to last you, make you some sandwiches. There go your lunch for the whole entire what? For $10. You got to have some self what? It's not that you don't have it. Watch this. Many of us are blessed and don't even realize it. Not because we don't have it, but because we don't manage what we have. Am I making sense? I told you last week, you got, you, the reason why you got to have self-control, listen to me, is because you have to, you have to save some money, man. You got to put some money up. Y'all listen to me. 
Can I just be straight up? Listen. Even if you don't have life insurance, which you should, nobody should have to sell no dinners to bury you. Save some what? You ought to have at least enough money to put yourself in the ground. You should have to go fund me. Go fund yourself. Quit spending it on this junk. Come on, somebody. You got 20s on your car, but ain't got $20,000 in life insurance. Come on, somebody. Got on a brand new pair of Jordans. You can't call Jordan to bury you. Or take care of your family after you're gone. Save somewhat. What am I saving for? Number one, unplanned expenses. What are unplanned expenses, Pastor? The car broke. The washer broke. The tire went flat. Come on, give me some more. A hurricane. A hurricane. What else? AC went out. Refrigerator went out. Sickness. Medical bills. Unplanned what? How much should I save? I... When me and Joyce went through financial peace, Dave Ramsey said, save a thousand. I said, that was back in 07. No, not a month. <laughs> Total. You want an emergency savings, is what he was saying, of 1,000 what? I say, because of the cost of things now, you should have a minimum of a thousand, but ideally, I would say three thousand for emergencies. What else do you want to save for? You want to save for planned expenses. What are planned expenses? Things you planning on spending. See, I'm not saying don't enjoy your life. I'm saying plan for it so that you can enjoy it in peace and not have to worry about how you're going to pay it back. And if you plan for it, you can enjoy it in what? What's that, Pastor? Vacation. What, 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 what else? It, it's the new bedroom set, the new living room set. Those kind of things. Ladies, this year she win your purse money. I'm not saying don't buy it. I'm saying plan one. And save your money until you get it and then go in one. Watch this. I'm finna prophesy to you. Y'all ready to receive it? Are you ready to receive it? Lift your hands like this. Come on. Come on. I'm finna prophesy to you. You ready to receive it? 
this year in 2022, Christmas is going to be on December 25th. Shut up at a hand Come back and let me know if my prophecy was right. <laughs> it falls on December 25th every single what? Yeah. Why don't you plan for it? If you put a little bit up every month, when it comes, you got what you were. Well, what if I don't have enough? Make it enough. Well, what if what my kids want costs a thousand dollars and I only have five hundred? Listen, the, at that point, the tail is wagging the dog. Do what you can with the five hundred. Listen, and I'm not telling you anything I hadn't done. Teach your kids to have some self what? How by telling them no. And hear me, they they not gonna hate you. Well, yes, you are, they are, but they gonna hate you whether you buy it for them. But then when they need something else, they not gonna hate you no more. I'm just telling you the truth. They coming back soon as they run out of money because they ain't got no self control. I did it with my kids. No. At Christmas, Pastor? Absolutely. Why? Christmas is only one day. I'm going to give you another prophecy. December 26th is coming. <laughs> and if you created a bunch of bills for December 25th, along with December 26th, those bills are also what? Oh, I'm flowing, I'm flowing, I'm flowing, I'm flowing, I'm flowing. It's one what? Plan for it and whatever you have, use it and then. Future expenses and I'm done. Future expenses. What are future expenses? College. Retirement. Things you know you want to do. Watch this. For some of us, you're going to get to retirement age and you won't be able to shut it down as sick and tired as you are. Why? Because you will have given all of your money to the people who are now retired. They retired on the money you worked hard for because you enslaved yourself to them. Save. Now, Pastor, that's a lot of saving. You want me to save for unplanned expenses, for planned expenses, and I'm still supposed to have enough money to, to, to save for the future? Yeah. How? 
the Bible says it's the little foxes that spoil the what? You got a bunch of little foxes eating your money up. And I'm, I'm, yes, I'm also talking about the little foxes you're raising. Amen. Does your 12-year-old really need an iPhone 12? So now you got a dumb kid with a smartphone. making D's and F's. Can't figure their way out of a wet paper bag. But they know how to work that phone. You hadn't taught them that you only get what you pay for and you can only pay for what you work for. But they got an iPhone 12. Free us, Father, from the yoke of slavery. Help, help us to not live to look good to the world. Free us from the opinions of other people. Help us to get free from a lack of self-control. Lord, I know you want to prosper us. Father, show us what to do to position ourselves to be prospered. To be blessed. To live like nobody else. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Somebody walked in here, not a slave to money, but a slave to sin. Your problem is not your money debt. It's your sin debt. And unlike your money debt, your sin debt is a bill that you can never pay. good news is you don't have to. Jesus took care of it for you. And here's the deal that he offers you as it relates to your sin debt. That if you confess with your mouth that he is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, 
He'll take care of your sin debt. You can have a relationship with the Father and you'll receive eternal life. And, and just like your spiritual gift, he does it by his grace. Not because of you, not because you deserve it or because you live right enough or any of that. But because he's already taken care of it. Today ought to be the day that you get rid of your sin debt. That you dump it at his feet. That you get free from it. Right where you are. If you, you say, man, pastor, I'm, I'm sick of carrying this weight. I'm tired of the guilt. I'm tired of not knowing if I die, whether I'm going to heaven or hell. I'm tired of knowing that I'm going to hell. I'm tired of carrying life on my own. I, I want to get rid of this weight. I'm taking care of my sin debt today. Whether you're online or in person, right where you are, if today you want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you can repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Dear Lord, Today I'm accepting you as my Lord and Savior. I'm handing my sin debt over to you. And I'm accepting your free gift of salvation. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And that you rose again. And I thank you for saving me today. It's in Jesus' name. While every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you would say to me, Pastor, I prayed that prayer. I just accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I just invited him into my heart. If you're online, just put in the comments, put life in the comments. If you're in person, if you would just raise up your hand, we're going to clap and celebrate your new life. I see your hand. Is there another today? I see your hand. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for who you are. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Come on, give God a big, huge round of applause. Listen, listen. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, I'd like for you to go ahead and text the word life, whether you're online or in person, to 985-260-8411. Why would we do that, Pastor? Here's the reason why. Because now you have eternal life. But what we want to show you is we want to show you how to grow in that walk with Christ. We want to show you what the next step is. You need people who will come alongside you and show you what that new life looks like. And how you can be blessed by that new life. So text the word life. You can take out your phone and do it right now. Text the word life to 985 260 8411. Maybe you would say to me, I accepted Christ, but now, Pastor, I want to get baptized. Then you would text the word baptism to 985-260-8411. I, I, I want you to watch this video real quick uh, from Jackson, Mississippi. Watch this video. That's, if you live in Jackson, you're drinking water. In Jackson, that's the water you shower with. 
That's the water you wash your clothes in. That's the water you're supposed to brush your teeth with. That's your water. Listen. When we went through Ida, folks sent us tons of water. Why? Because we needed it. And God impressed upon their hearts to do it. Folks sent us all kinds of supplies, Lysol wipes. And I mean, you name it, they sent it. We had 18-wheeler loads pulling up to this church and they had cars wrapped all around the parking lot in the building and we were handing out supplies. Why? Because we were in need and God impressed upon other folks' hearts who didn't have anything to do with our storm to help us through it. Just two hours away from here, there's a city of people who are going through a storm. And now this is our opportunity to help them through their storm, just like somebody helped us through ours. What do you want us to do, Pastor? We're going to send water. Miss Deb, y'all know Miss Deborah. Uh, God's laid up on her heart. She has a gift of serving. And God's laid up on her heart to serve the people of Jackson by bringing them water. And it's my hope that by next Saturday, I want to deliver a few pallets of water to Jackson, Mississippi. Pastor, how, how, how do we help? Well, of course, you can give towards it. When you do your giving, just click other and put in the comments, water. But what I'd really love for you to do is I'd really love for you to go to Walmart or Sam's or somewhere and buy a few cases of water and bring them. You could bring them here, right? And uh, where, where would they put them and when would they bring them? Just give them to Pastor Longino uh, and, and he'll make sure that you get into Miss. Deb's hands uh, I'd like for us to do this man this week because next weekend I want the water gone and out of here and on its way to serve uh, the people that it needs to serve how much water do I buy as much as you can uh, do whatever you can do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do let's just help these folks amen with this water crisis are you going to do that with me amen yeah give God a hand Here's the other thing. I'm, I'm going to need some men uh, to help Miss Deb get the water up there. I'm going to need you to help load it up. And I'll probably need a couple of guys, a few guys with trucks and trailers uh, to help her uh, bring it up to Jackson. Well, can ladies help too? Yes, ladies can help too. But listen, why, well, why are you saying just men? Because I know that the ladies will show up. I got to tell the men, I need you here. And it'll be a shame and an embarrassment on community church if we got a bunch of ladies hauling water to Jackson and no men. Don't do that, fellas. Because if y'all do, I'm going to spend a whole month on manhood. And if you skip church, I'm going to mail the DVD to your house. 
Let's get this done. Amen. Amen. You, you know that God expects you to tithe. You know that at Community Church, we use your tithe to impact the kingdom. We got a few ways that you can give for tithing. Uh, communitych.com. You can text the word give to 985-260-8411. We have boxes at the doors. You can give by cash check or you can mail it in to our address. Step two of Grow Track is today, right after the service. Uh, if you think I'm rushing, I am. The Saints game has started. Stand on your feet. And somebody say, who that? Who that said they gonna beat them saints? Who that said they gonna beat them saints? Y'all ain't no fans for real. Father, we love you. Thank you for who you are. Watch over us, protect us, and keep us until we meet again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Say, neighbor, self-control. Move the